I'm Elisa Gums, the Executive Managing Editor of Black Enterprise, and welcome to Elevate Black Inc., empowered by Fifth Third Bank. In this podcast series, we help you find new ways to grow your business through our interviews with innovative entrepreneurs and business leaders. In each episode, they share their unique journeys and offer their strategies on how you can pivot, perform, and profit in any environment. This week, we talk with Ramon Ray, the founder of SmartHustle.com, a media company that inspires and educates small business owners and the very first entrepreneur in residence at Oracle NetSuite. Ramon's a leading small business expert, a best-selling author, an in-demand speaker, all while being a successful entrepreneur himself, having started four businesses and sold two of them. In my conversation today, I discuss with him the essential advice he shares with thousands of entrepreneurs a year, how to build a brand that will benefit your business and why if you're not having fun, you might be doing something wrong. Now, please join me for Elevate Black Inc. Hey, Elisa. Hey, Ramon. I'm so excited that you're here today. We've been working together for a few years, but even I didn't know your story. So I'm excited to get into it today. How are you doing? I feel great. Thanks for having me here. It's so good to be here and serve our community. So thank you. And I feel great. You know, currently as we do this, the weather's uh, good and I feel good inside. So happy to talk to you. Good. Let's start with how you discovered that you're an entrepreneur. I probably discovered it when I got fired from the United Nations. That was probably when I got slapped upside the head and realized, huh, got fired from the UN. How can you get fired from the United Nations, the most peace-loving place on earth? But I did. And I think that's where I realized, and I'm sure I realized it a few months before, just, you know, we entrepreneurs, and again, those who are working in companies, you can be entrepreneurial in your business. I want to shout them out. We need people both, you know, but some of us, as you know, you cover the story of entrepreneurs. We're just always pushing the, the, the barriers. We're always poking it, always asking why, always saying, well, I want to do it this way. Uh, let me let me try this. So I think that's kind of when I realized that, you know, I did one of my first press conferences. It didn't go well, Elisa. I had, you know, the UN's a very, hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you all delegates for being here today. I was like, yo, what's up? How y'all doing? Welcome. My boss was mortified. So those were some clues. I'm like, you know what? Maybe Ramon needs to do his own thing. But you didn't get fired for your personality. You really got fired for being an entrepreneur because you had a day job and a side hustle like many people start out doing um, and you weren't allowed to continue it. So you sort of got plunged suddenly into full-time entrepreneurship. Did you have like an oh crap moment? Yeah, probably. I think I did. I think that that time when it happened, I can recall two, two or three incidents in my life. I don't know about you, but sometimes I think we have major milestones in our life, whatever it could. It could be traumatic or it could be good. But yeah, I, I was cold, I think. And in fact, I had the FedEx envelope where I got the letters saying I was my contract wasn't renewed. It's a few feet from me. But yeah, I did. That oh crap moment was there. But I think thankfully, and again, speaking to those who are thinking of being entrepreneurs, those who haven't made that leap yet, I had some savings. I had been doing things right. This just forced me. Like when you're pushed into that pool, you got to swim or you had to die, or you're going to die. I had small children, I had a family to support. You know, we are solo income, solo breadwinner, as they say. So, you know, so I had to make it work. So I had that moment, but I think I learned, thankfully, I was reading a lot of good things, reading Black Enterprise at the time as well. And I think from there, I just took everything that kind of you have in the back of your head, brought it to the front. And today I'm here talking to Elisa. So, yeah. So when you said you were doing things right, 
Let's talk about what that is, because I think that's helpful for entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think so. I think a few things that I was doing right, again, we can talk about both halves of the journey, if you wish, you know, the journey pre leading up to starting my business, but then there's the other things you can do as your full-time business. But I think some things right were one, I did have some savings that was useful, you know, some money set aside. I think two, I did have active clients. You know, you can only have a certain amount of clients working a full-time job, but I'm blessed to say that I had cash flow, as they professionals say, right? I had some of that movement. So it wasn't like, oh no, what do I do? I'm new to this. And three, since I had been doing it for some time still, side hustle, it was just activating that, that whatever those parts of the brain that weren't full-time, if that's helpful. So I think those are some things that were happening. And, you know, when calls came in, hey, Ramon, can you fly here and do this for free? Or can you do this big engagement with a big brand, you know, that we work with? I was like, no, no, let's hold up on that. I need to be paid. So I was able to turn those on. And of course you evolve, you get better and better and better. As you, as you evolve your business. When you say that you've got the letter notifying you that your contract had been terminated a couple of feet away from you, I mean, that was years and years ago now. Do you keep it close by intentionally? And what does it remind you of? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, one, it's in my you know pa important papers folders, but I think it reminds me, and if I talk too long, I'll start to <laughs> cry. I cry very easily, just warning you. So if you ask the wrong question, Ramon's gonna start boohooing right here. But- okay. um, you know, I think I, I never want to forget where I came from. I never want to forget. I never want to be who I'm not. And, and I'm sure, you know, again, Alisa, you do, you talk to people from high and low, you talk to all kinds of people, but I always want to be approachable. I just want to be Ramon. Yeah, I'm blessed to have some success. I probably will sell another company or two before I die. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing, but I just never want to forget. Yeah, I know what it's like to to work a day job. I know what it's like to be let go. I know what it's like to, to wonder, okay, I got a kid here who's two or three years old. How am I gonna feed this child? I know what that's like. So I never wanna forget that. I think that feeling of hungriness, not that you wanna be hungry, but you don't wanna forget what it's like to have an empty stomach, proverbially. I haven't been that far, but you know that metaphorically, I don't wanna forget that hustle, never lose the fire to keep fighting, if that's helpful. So let's talk about Smart Hustle because you've started four different companies. And so, you know, Smart Hustle wasn't where you started with, but it is what you, um, you know, do currently and are most known for now. How did that come about? Yeah, I was doing a lot of things related to tech. Uh, you know, what uh, first you can call it a blog, small biz technology was the uh, second company that I sold uh, 20 years ago to the date last year or two years ago. Point is, so Smart Hustle, listen, Alyssa, I was just tired of, of uh, being the tech guy only, you know, that was how I built. And you and I have known each other for a bit of time, but the tech, tech, tech person, that was my, and I still know tech, but I was like, you know what? I love entrepreneurship. So how can Ramon, this personality, if you wish, an author, a speaker, a writer, I do a couple of different things, you know? Um, how can I, what, what vehicle can I use to do that? And I think Smart Hustle gives me that vehicle that I can inspire small business owners. That's the, the biggest thing I love doing, right? To inspire them to just be that cheerleader. Go, go, you can do it. You fell down. That's okay. Get up, get up. Metaphorically, you know, you can do that through our content. And then, um, and I think the education, that's important. I, I'm not one who goes too deep, you know, um, but I think educating and part of that education, I must say, is the honor to work with Black Enterprise on a number of things and help educate through that. So not just about me, but I, I want to partner with people who are way beyond me and just add my little value to their flame, to their bonfire, if that 
if that makes sense. Sometimes, Elisa, when I talk, I, I tell myself I'm talking confusing and I'm not sure if I'm making sense to who I'm talking to. Does that make any sense? You're making sense, yes. Good. <laughs> yes. You have the voices in your ear like saying Ramon? <laughs> the, the voice is telling you to get back on track? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that voice would be my voice. Oh, you're good. there it was. I knew it was uh, so through your platforms, you're able to educate thousands of entrepreneurs a year. You really have a, a unique perspective on them. What do you see that they are struggling most with or that they need most right now? Yeah, I think maybe it's two or three things. We'll see how many I get to. But I think one is just the mindset. Um, everybody's not cut out to be an entrepreneur. Uh, everybody's not cut out. Marie Forleo has this thing. She says every, everything is figure outable. I know Lisa Price, who we've covered. She's a, a family member, right, of Black Enterprise. She has that same kind of mojo where back in her day, maybe she didn't Google it or not. But the point is, you got to figure it out. So when I say mindset, that ability to say, huh, okay, they said I have to sell it. I don't know. They, did I, they said I have to find where Elisa is. You got to figure it out. You know, that means, so let me, let me go on from there. So that's one, just the, the mindset, the, the figure it outable ishness. <laughs> that's one. I think too, there is a bit of science to entrepreneurship where it's not just the art, you know, the mindset, but you, you got to know a little bit about sales, a little bit about marketing, a little techie, put your website together, you know, little understanding of customer service, please and thank yous, things your mama probably taught you. So that's science, just the basics of running a business, you know, go to a bank, have your separate bank account. I think that's two. And then I think three really is the ability to just go on. Um, I forgot the, the billionaire founder who we had at, you know, what Black Enterprise events two, three years ago, uh, the weather guy, I forgot, the, Byron. Maybe, Byron, Byron Allen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think he may have mentioned, I could be mixing different advice I've heard over the years, but that ability, meaning how do you want to scale is what I'm trying to say. So I think that's that third thing. You could say, you know what, I want to build a business that's $200,000 business. Great, we're good. Or if you're saying I want to build a $10 million, $50 million business. So I think those three things, if that's helped the mindset, the science of, of, of art mindset to the, the science more so of business. And I think three, then how do you want to grow it is important uh, to, to be on the right track with how you choose to grow it. Do you think that a lot of entrepreneurs think about that third thing? Because most startups that I talked to did not go into this thinking, I want to build this size business. They, they're like, I want to do this thing, or I want to make this product. And here they are. And really, they don't have any kind of growth or exit strategy. I know you're right. I think they don't. And I think, you know, the successful ones, this doesn't mean that everybody wakes up. Oh, huh. I want to build. No, there's serendipity and accident. But I think, yes, that does differentiate. And I may say, can, can I tell you a secret? Can I tell you a secret? I must <laughs> only even, Alisa, just a few months ago, whatever, I'm being more disciplined. For example, cash flow which I know is a big part of what Black Enterprise talks about finances and money and things. These are essential. But even myself, I'm learning, okay, I got to look at cash flow. What is my deal flow? What is my conversion? It's tough for me because as you get a sense, marketing and tech is my forte, but finance is important too. So I'm learning that. And I think, yes, that will separate those listening to us between those who get the first two right. But now how do you want to grow it? Because it is a choice. Choosing to do nothing is a choice. You know, you go out with your girlfriend. So what do you want to eat? I don't know. The car's moving towards Wendy's and you know she doesn't want Wendy's or whatever it is. Her saying, I don't know, is a choice. You we're at Wendy's because you said you didn't know. So. 
That's a great way to put it. So the entrepreneurs out there don't feel like eating bad today. If you want Mexican or Chinese or something else, you better answer the question. Speak up. That's right. (laughs) So I know there's no like one size fits all uh, approach to entrepreneurship, but as many entrepreneurs as you talk to all the time, I feel like you must have something that's burning in your heart, some piece of advice that you feel like every entrepreneur needs to hear. Yeah, I think I was listening to something that Evan Goldberg, who's the founder of Oracle NetSuite, something that he was saying some weeks ago, whatever. And I think it's the aspect is that um, you may feel that you're alone, but you're not alone. I think that entrepreneurship can be very, very lonely. You may think it's just me. And I think that's the beauty of, right, the events that, that, that we or that Black Enterprise does, reading about it, that I think that's one of the most important things because you just can't figure it all out. You're, you're going to be great. You have your fancy MBA, your CPA, you know your numbers, but you suck at marketing. You could be like me, pretty good marketer. I can market pretty well. But I'm telling you, Alicia, the finance part, it's just, t- I, can, I can barely spell profit and loss some days. So my point is, you have to be able to know both. And my, my point is, I think that's the, the biggest piece of advice. You're not alone you will figure it out uh, and just be able to be nimble enough to navigate through the journey. Every day is different. Um, I recently hired my son to work with Smart Hustle. Uh, We we had a conversation today about just some various things. So it's always gonna be a journey is my point. I think that's the biggest thing because everything else, if you have a quick smile, you're listening, you're smart, you'll figure it out, but you're not alone. You're not the first person that did that went through cash flow issues or had to fire or a customer said no or delayed payment. You're not the first person, trust me on that. So you have, you just said two things that I have to go back to. The Please. first is that you hired your son and you know, we talk about family businesses all the time. Black Enterprise is a yes. family business. Um, did you ever think that you would be running a family business and what's that been like, you know, making that decision? I will tell you, and this was a, I'm thinking, should I say this? Because it's a private conversation with people we know tied to family business. But I think I'm going to say it. I was talking to somebody in a family business. She told me that at some point in her career, she didn't want to work in the family business. She told her family that no. But eventually, as she grew older and matured, she came back. And by the way, this is somebody you know very well. And uh, my son had a similar journey because I came to her, this mutual person we know, just for advice years ago, maybe three or four years ago, I pulled her aside at a big event and I said, what are you going through? I just wanted two minutes of her time. And, and so my point is, I didn't know. And some things, if it's helping those talking about family business, one, I had to let go. Stop bothering the kid. Tim, are you going to work for dad? Tim, are you going to work for dad? Tim, Merry Christmas. Are you going to work for dad? Dad doing that 52 times a year is annoying. So I had to let go. I think too, he matured and grew up. Now, everybody doesn't do this, meaning everybody hopefully will mature and grow. But he said, because we're in a similar space, that's what annoyed me, Alyssa. I'm like, you and you a content creator like we are, why are we separate? So my point is, yeah, I didn't know it. But when he called me and said, hey, dad, let me grow this with you. Let, let's, let's see what we can do together. I was like, great. So if that's helpful, I think those who are on that beginning stage, we all may want our kids or our parents or aunties, whatever, to work with us, but be careful what you wish for. But I think part of that is like, um, slowing down. You know how we guys do? Yo, baby, can I get your number? And you know, y'all don't want your number anyhow. I'm gonna go. We really want it, but we kind of gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta step back a bit if that's helpful. Second thing that you said um, when you were talking about entrepreneurs and their ability to 
figure out, as you said, if you have a quick smile. And I have never heard anyone say that before when it mm. comes to business. But I often say I'm someone who smiles all the time, very quickly. And I tell people um, that it's one of my best weapons. It disarms people yes. and it, it makes me really approachable. Right. And it just changes the nature of conversations that you have with people. And so I just wanted to hear, you know, you expound on that some. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the host, and we may maybe we'll go back and forth. I'll interview you for two minutes, but no, but uh, but definitely, Elisa, for sure. I think that here's why I say that, and I happen to say as as with you, that's one of I think my gifts. I was taking a book which is right behind me called Strength Finders. I bet half the people listening to us probably have read it, and they said um, I have the power. Um, um, I've had um, um, some deep issues with uh, lack of self worth. You'd think I wouldn't. I speak on stage around the world. I've interviewed President Barack Obama. I've been all over. Um, and the books that I have, Wu is a strength of mine. Um, I thought it was a put down. I'll never forget when I was at, I was working with a big company and there was one of these team meetings, you know, we're all around with the stupid yellow pads and you're writing notes and, you know, team meetings. I say stupid jokingly, you know. And, um, and everybody, you know, you have the power of networking, you're intelligent, ooh, you're an A-lister, ooh, you're a team builder, you're a leader. And they're like, oh, Ramon, what was yours? I'm like, woo, what's, what's, woo? Why do I have to be the moron in the group? She pulled me aside. Her name was Rebecca, I'll never forget. She said, Ramon, that's a rare quality. Most people don't have woo. The ability just, as you said, Elisa, and you get this, to be warm and just so, my point is, I even forgot what you asked me, but my point is why smile is so important. I think that that's just something where people want to feel welcome. They want to be brought in, whether it's disarming or other words, it helps you with sales. It helps you get what you want in a good way. You know what I mean? Just that aspect. Some people may be more, you know, Alisa, do this. Alisa, do this. Alisa, did you do this? But just a smile, it's non-threatening and we don't have to be threatening, right? So I hope that's helpful. But I guess my point is, even when I talk in my book, Celebrity CEO, I talk about ask for a smile before a sale. It's part of that. You Direct sales works and all the thing works. But man, when you're able to just to, good morning. Hey, how, I see you, right? It, 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 it's disarming and, and it's beautiful. And I was actually going to talk about something else next, but since we're already on this and um, you mentioned your book, I, I want to say the, the full name of your most recent book is The Celebrity CEO, How Entrepreneurs Can Thrive by Building a Community and a Strong Personal Brand. And I think one of the things that people most remember about you is your energy. Like no one ever talks about Ramon Ray without talking about your energy level. So I want to ask you, what is the Ramon Ray brand and how did you develop it? Yeah, how I develop it, I have to think about it. You may have to help me, but I think, yeah, I think that is, that is it. I'll never forget. If I may share this, I think it's okay. It's nothing confidential. I was hosting, right? Working with you all to host a black enterprise event a few years ago. I heard in the earpiece, Ramon, we need like, you know, 10 more minutes, whatever. Now I know other hosts, other people that be, oh my, 10 more minutes. I was so excited. 10 more minutes? Oh man, do, 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 do. If you remember that. So, you know, I, I was like, let's roll. So I think, yeah, I think energy. And, and I must say, Elisa, we all have different skill sets. You know, the, the whether it's a Simon Sinek, uh, Damon Johns, these are all luminaries, right? Who are different skill sets, different ways. But that's my gift. I, I, I do like the excitement, fast talking, high energy. 
it is not for everybody. Um, how to develop it? I think part of it has to be a bit natural. I really think I had a friend call me yesterday. He's the head of an IT company. So Ramon, I'm giving a speech next Tuesday. What's your advice on how I can deliver a 10 minute speech? That's all he has. I didn't try to get him into being me because he was calling me, Ramon, how can I tell more jokes? How can I be funny? I said, probably don't do that because it's not your gift. It's not natural. You know, I'm, I'm just being a fool is, is what I do best. Um, but I said, at least tell a story. So if this helps answer the question, how to develop it for others. Oh, and other thing, Elisa, take improv. This is important because some people, I'm sure you know them, they're a bit stuck up, straight laced. They never smile. Everything has to be perfect. They're supposed to catch up on themselves and the whole world has to come to a start. Improv will help you own that. Oh, I got ketchup on this side. You know what? Let me sprinkle some ketchup on this side and I'll carry two ketchup bottles and we'll start the conference. That improv will help you. Elisa's like, oh, next time it happens to me, I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing I think improv will help. That, that's the best thing. If it's not natural, you know, every, God gives everybody a different gift, but improv just helps you a bit. Loosen up, you know, laugh quick, say and, not know so much. Well, I, Elisa, I don't think that's a good point. No, great point, Elisa. And, and you move on. That's what improv is about. So when, when you were developing your brand and you mentioned the Ramon Ray persona, was it something that was intentional for you or were you just like, this is who I am and I'm going to go with it? Two years ago, uh, a, a distant mentor of mine, uh, initials AE, who you also know ironically, told me, Ramon, the reason why brands work with you is because they're getting Ramon. I kind of had a hint of this, Elisa, and I've been in business, as you know, for about 20 years, right? But only recently have I embraced this is who I am, meaning I happen to know business, I happen to know tech and all this, but what I enjoy most and what I do well is the entertainment side. And I'll give you a context to this. I was talking to my son, going back to him, who's 26. Um, he said, dad, I hate main stage. I hate speaking on stage. I hate the limelight. He loves coaching, you know, transforming lives, a, a room with 10 people in it, in the, you know, those long masterminds people doing, Alisa, tell us about your childhood. All that stuff, that's not me. 30 minutes, 25 minutes, I'll give a seven minute keynote. I'm done, good. Or moderating, as you know. So my point being, I've done this for a while. I've only been me for a while, you know, giving testimonies in church and things like this, just being me, not trying to be funny. But I think that only recently have I realized, okay, this is a gift. This is what I'm going to lead with and sell. If you want a four hour clinic on cash flow, don't call Ramon. I reject it all the time. Don't do that. I have friends of mine who can kick my butt. We know friends, four hours, six hours on how to use social media, how to do marketing, not my gift. But you want me to host something, MC something, kick off something, or give a 30 minute, you know, 20 minute keynote? That I can do. So if that's helpful, that's where I've recently come to realize no, let me say no to the 90 minute thing on this. Let me refer other people. I can talk about LinkedIn, but nah, two and a half hour clinic. Let me give it to my boys. And, and, you know, we probably know people who can do that much better than me, if that's helpful. It is, but it's also brave. And it's brave, I think, on two fronts. One, in embracing yourself. You mentioned that when you worked for the UN, you got up and your boss was mortified at, you know, how you were. So it's very brave to, you know, come to terms with who you are authentically and present that to the world. And, and I want to know, like, what that journey was like for you, how you got to that level of acceptance. But it's also brave to turn things down, especially as an entrepreneur. You said, if you're looking for that, I'm not the person. I'm going to say no. And, and I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs out there like, I can't say no. 
you know? Yeah. So talk about that. Sure. And, and so two things. One, the reason why, I ha- why I've learned to say no, and again, this is a journey. We all, we're always learning, 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 I hope, is that I realize I don't enjoy it. I was paid some good money, Elisa, some good money to join a colleague of mine, like a full day mastermind, Elisa. I hope she's not hearing it. I hated every minute of it. She's going on. So ladies, stand up. The music's starting. Put your hands together. Breathe. You know, I mean, you've been to the events and these are good. No, no, you, you know what I'm talking about. Breathe deep and let's think back. Okay, get the whiteboard and write down your deepest thoughts. I'm like, oh, no. but that's just because it wasn't me. So this is why I've learned that when I'm in that, I can't, I can be my best, but I don't enjoy it. And the second thing, I think I was with a powerful executive or leading a billion dollar company. I was hosting for her, you know, it's, it's what we do, right? I was introducing her or doing something and she has a British accent. Ramon, I, I don't know if I can match your, what you're doing. It's just, I, I'm just, I'm British. I'm just like this. But my point being, I said, do you want me to change? She said, no. So if I'm answering the question to my point is I realized match with the right person, we respect each other. She was the thought leader. She went deep ninja woman. I mean, off the chain. I was like, ah, oh. but yet she needed me to help bring that out of her. That wasn't her gift. And it was a little boring too. So I was able to just bring out and have fun, which is what I do, you know? So would I ever- woo it out of her. Ah, woo, Alyssa, woo, woo it out of her. Yes, Alyssa, I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's what it was indeed. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's powerful. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, it out of her. Wow. That is powerful. Wow. Oh. So in the book, you say something um, that personal relationships, emotional intelligence, and the ability to connect with other humans are more important than any digital tool that you can give people, um, you know, for how to build their brand. And I want to share with the audience a a little personal story between us. The very first time that we were going to work together, you showed up with donuts and they weren't donuts for the meeting. They were donuts for me. And they weren't Dunkin' Donuts, although there's nothing wrong with Dunkin' Donuts, but they were, you know, an assortment of donuts from a trendy donut shop in town. I'm assuming you were stalking my social media and saw that I was a foodie. And I have to say that I discovered that one of their donuts is one of my favorite things on this planet. And so I never think about those donuts or talk about those donuts without also thinking about you and how thoughtful you are and how much I enjoy working with you. So if your plan was to become one of my favorite people ever (laughs) through food, then you were completely successful. But I mean, talk about the way that you build business relationships. Yeah, Uh, thank you for expressing it. And it wasn't, you know, like a premeditated thought. I think it's part of my life, what I do. But yes, and to unpack that and to help others networking and things like this. I think that, listen, we have our family relationships and sometimes we feed family the worst. So I just want to say that because that's the best relationship we should have, our spouses or kids. Putting that aside, and hopefully we pour into them. But business is very particular. And I think, and I love your input, Elisa, because I could, I don't know how the best way to say this, but I think, A, there's transaction relationships. You know, it could be, uh, 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 you know, direct to consumer, whatever. I pay you $2, you give me this. I don't expect more, you don't expect more. I, you got the pen and that's it, no problem. But I think sometimes if you want to establish a relationship, and since you opened a Black Enterprise as a ninja organization, I mean, is it ballers? So as I said, how I work, how can I educate small businesses? That's my mission. I can do it through Smart Hustle. I can do it through my own platforms and channels, and which I do. 
but I want to work with black enterprises as well. I want to be valuable to them. I want to be on their mind. Now there's a problem with that. Black enterprise is, 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 is a logo in a building. Logos and buildings can't talk or shake hands or laugh. Can't, I can't, I can't. The website doesn't know me, if you know where I'm getting at. Ah, the black enterprise is represented by people. So my point is yes, not in a, in a what's in it for me way, not that, but anyway, I can pour in, add a little value, do a WhatsApp, say happy birthday. Hey, how are you? Donuts, if I think of it, it's, it's my mojo, it's my style, maybe it's woo. That, that is what I do when I can hear how to delight someone. There's a lot, could be 10 people in a room. Oh, I heard, you know, so I think I'm talking too much now, but yes, that's, it's part of what I do just to, um, and I'll give another example. Um, Joe Connolly, some people may know WCBS radio, you know, old, old time reporter there. I recall many years ago, he was give, interviewing the head of Priceline. Some people may know Priceline.com. Similar strategy, but not in a yucky way, Alisa. Authentically, I hope it was. I waited to the last person. Hey, John Ramon, you know, he was fuddling with his bags. I said, let me help you just carry some out. Do you mind if I just talk? May I have permission? That's one permission to just chat with you as you walk to the door and I'll leave you. You know, I set it up that way. So there's no threat, no, no, like, oh my God, he's going to be a leech on me. So the point is though, that was one of the biggest relationships I've had. I recall weeks later, hey, this is Ramon Ray. He said, everybody should use the World Wide Web. Ramon, why should people use the World Wide Web? <laughs> so if that helpful to illustrate just my style of just being friendly, starting with a smile first. And the question that you mentioned in all of that was how can I delight people, which is not often a question that you hear asked in business. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. important. I think, because I think if we start there, we're all, we're all selfish in a way. I recall my own son, there was a lady who wanted to meet me, you know, for an event I did. She had a legal pad with maybe 72 things I did wrong at my event. Who do you think I hired for the next event to help me get everything right? Her, added value. She's like, Ramon, I don't want anything from you. Okay, yeah. I mean, in hindsight, in a fun way, I don't want anything. No, nope. let's just meet. This is a gift to you. Everything you did wrong, here's some suggestions to make it better. Here you go. See you later. She's on my mind. Can't help it. So yes, that's, that's, that's the tactic. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I got to interview with her. Similar way, you know, I, I can stop anytime you want, but just if it's helpful for others, okay, it's helpful. It's just Hillary Clinton was, when she was Senator in New York many years ago, but it, the principle's the same. She was surrounded by all these people. They were mobbing her, trying to talk to her, understandably. But you're talking to the guy who got fired from the UN. I'm a maverick. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sitting with these, I, I say it in a fun way, low lowlifes, meaning all the, the people, the crowd. I'm Ramon. So I saw that girl in the corner two handbags, probably two Blackberries at the time, hair just right, not too, not too loud, not, you know, just, I said, oh, I know who that girl, that's Hillary's girl. That's her, her aide, right? That's, I went to her, got my interview. So a little different tactic, but that principle of just finding the right person, being warm, being approachable. And, and everybody doesn't want that. Everybody, you're going to get a few no's, but I think more times than not, you'll succeed in business, the art of business, just by being friendly, by being human. Do you think that entrepreneurs have to be people people or have to learn how to be people people if they're not naturally? I think you can be successful by being hard-nosed and not people. You can. Your money, what people may want from you, you just pushing down the door, wearing out somebody. It can work. But I think in the long term, you'll be leaving a bad taste in somebody's mouth. In the long term, what would they say behind your back? In the long term, will you be called again? 
You know, I think that's kind of the thing. You know, as I talk to the clients I work with, working with speakers and things, and you and I are in a similar in that. You talk behind the scenes and as you're evaluating, huh, do we want Jenny or do we want Stephanie? Do we want, you know, this is our world. So I know how the conversations go to me when people open up and moan, you know, this speaker, they are so difficult to work with, man. And I'm like, okay, thanks for sharing it. I'm glad I'm not on that list. <laughs> It is. People like to work with people they like and who are pleasant to work with and all of that. But I know you started out saying not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone has the mindset of an entrepreneur. And as as many entrepreneurs as I've interviewed over the years, they always ask me and I say, you know, I'm just not an entrepreneur at heart. Like I want to go to work and do work that I love for a certain number of hours a day and then go home, turn it off and live the rest of my life. And I don't want to worry about how the bills get paid or what the lawyers have to say or any of those things which is great yeah I want to I want to stop at some point in the day and everything I know about entrepreneurs is that for most of them it doesn't stop I mean maybe not till they get to your level but for the first however many years it is like a round-the-clock proposition and so I'm just wondering if part of that mindset of an entrepreneur has to be that you know you understand the importance of people yeah, I think so. and not just making a product or selling a service. For sure. I think so. And Damon John kind of hinted at best, I think, in his book, you know, The Power of Broke. I think the aspect of money can carry you a lot. If you have unlimited funds, you can buy your way to do a lot of things. You know, so I think that's a crutch. But when you don't, what is your asset? Yourself. That's it. That's all you can go by. You know, you may have seen the contest Survivor and all these kind of things. There's no money. There's no, oh, we'll take my credit card. It's that, okay, they have a piece of meat or they have a vegetable, they have, you know, water bottle that I need. How do I get it? Hey, Elisa, you know what? Can I wash your car today and mow your lawn? And you need me to babysit for you? And, you know, can I drink some of your, you know, it's a silly example, but meaning it's, it's that, that's all we have. So I think, yes, and that's how I've grown in my business. You know, just can't always have the money or buy my way into something. And the other thing, part of that is this goes back to networking, joint ventures, people who, you know, I'm sure you get LinkedIn emails. I do. Hey, Ramon, let's do something together. Could you come to my house and paint my, 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 my walls? You said, let's do something together. The email should have been, you know, what can we do together? And I'm saying it in a silly way, but that's really how you do things. Let me think of what, what does Elisa, what does Joe, Bob, Stephanie, this company want? What do they value most? Let me hook them up. Let me get them set. Let me make sure they're happy. A, they probably will ask me already what I want. And if they don't, now I have the right to say, listen, here's what would make me happy in this relationship. Let's do it this way. People who like each other, the only thing is, yes, let's just grow together. That's a beautiful way. And maybe they won't ask you and that'll clue you in that they're not the right partner for you also. Correct. That's true too. And, and many people though may not think of it, don't know. So I usually give a chance or two, you know, that's, that's life. I'm the same way. I've had people who, oh man, I forgot to ask them this and they come to me, no problem. You know, but, but I think it's value. And I think, again, you're right to that point, the smile, the humanity, the emotion, the um, uh, just being, understanding people are people. I think that's, that's powerful. We often talk about how challenging it is to be an entrepreneur and it's not an easy journey. But one thing that we never talk about um, is how fun it is, which is also part of your brand. It's actually one of your two company values at Smart Hustle is have fun. Um, how did you get to the point where you decided that that was so intrinsic 
to what you were doing that it needs to be a company value? And, and what does it really mean like on an everyday basis? Yeah, I think at the very one, one <coughs> pardon me, one transactional thing I think it means is just even people I hire. Does this mean they have to be jokesters, comedians and rah, rah, rah every day? No, but I think they have to understand I'm a jokester. I poke fun at myself. I laugh fast. I live life very loose, very light. If you don't can't do that, it's okay. You probably will find me too abrasive. You probably will not like getting on a team call with me. So I think that's, if it's helpful to others, that's kind of how I start. And others, it could be, for example, just to say what it's not, some people, for example, perfection's important to them. I mean, if you're, you know, building an, the, the space shuttle, please, please don't work with Ramon. Cause I'm the type of guy, you know what? Seven tiles, two tiles, potato, potato, four tiles, five million Celsius, four million. It just, come on guys, just let it roll. That's what I would do in a space shuttle. So my point being, whoever you are, as you're listening to us and seeing us here, just pick what's important to you. Some people, the imagery, right? You know, whether you're working with a fashionista, whoever it may be, that image, that represents everything they're about. So I think that, that's what that means. But fun for sure is important. I think that um, uh, for me, I'd like to have fun. I like to work with people who like to have fun, who get me that I like to have fun. And the brands that I work with, I must say, if the check is really, really big, that's the tax for not having fun. So I can, <laughs> I can make exceptions to that. But in general speaking, if you're high in Ramon, and I've been in situations like I hinted with this executive that I use the accent, you know, that, that, you know, you gotta, I can modulate it a bit, but in general, if you're bringing me somewhere, it's because you know that I like to have fun and that's how it is. And I mean, that'd be a fit for everybody. You come in Ramon, we have an executive that's just no nonsense, get to the point. Hi Ramon, how are you? How can I help you? Well, you know what? You probably should call Elisa. Just you work with her, I'm gonna go. <laughs> you know, whoever it may be, so. I have to ask you this because it is part of the title of your company. And I think that over the last decade or so, there was, there's been this whole hustle mentality, this like always grinding, no sleep, all of that. And then the pendulum swung and there was this backlash to that. And people were like, that's toxic and we need work-life balance and entrepreneurs cannot work 24 hours a day. Let's stop glamorizing that. So in the words of Ramon Ray, what is the difference between hustle and smart hustle? Ooh, do we have four hours? No. We got uh, four minutes. <laughs> all right, here's the bottom line. I would assume, Alisa, that everybody hustles. Most people want to work hard, scramble, hustle, 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 hustle. That's pretty much easy. But I think the smart comes in, whether it's simple things or complex things. New business owners, the smart one is, have a separate bank account. Hustle is having one account for your personal and business. That's hustle. Smart is having two separate bank accounts. Hustle is things like um, hiring anybody in your company. We need to hire, 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 hire. Smart, whoa. Let's look at our purpose, values, and mission. Are we hiring the right people? That's the smart. One more example, for example, hustle could be, let's just sell, 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 sell. Smart hustle is, let me, let me listen a bit. So Elisa, you said your type of customer is this. Uh, you said your customer acquisition cost is this. You said your lifetime value of a customer is this. Great. You said what you really like is, you know, pink butterflies on all of your water bottles that we're going to ship you. That's the smart hustle. Now I can serve back to Elisa in this example, exactly what she said. That's the difference how I see it. Okay. And how have you protected sort of your own boundaries? Because I know that you are super passionate about this. There's 
not a thing that Black Enterprise has asked you to do that I know of in the last five years that you've said no to. And, and we are just one you know, organization who is requesting you and your time. And as you mentioned, you have a family. I know that you have other hobbies and the life. Yeah. How do you manage your work-life balance as an entrepreneur and sort of protect your energy? Yeah, I think a few things with that. One is part of prioritization. Um, Black Enterprise, I do my best to never say no to because I, I want it to be. And I think I've, to some degrees, in the family, the overall people to work with and all this, this is what I want. So what you want, you must add value to. So I think that's one, using that example. What do I say no to? Things that I say, listen, this is not for me, not a fit, not something I want, not something that I find fun, whatever it is. So I think that's how I do that. And I think two, very clear systems. And the other thing for those who are starting out, especially, I have an amazing executive assistant. She actually beats me into shape. So I've learned over the years and I just increased her, her, her fee rate. She's a baller. Everything goes through her and she knows my style. I look at calendar invites, calendar invites. She know, I, we color code things. That really, I must say that number one thing helps me live the life I want because we can work together. She knows I can be fun. I can be the distracted, huh? I can be the distracted one. Like I just did, you know, <laughs> teasing on that. I can be the distracted one and she can help ensure Ramon's, you know, look ahead. So that, if that's helpful, that's how it is. But you're right, boundaries. Um, but saying no as well, as we heard from all the amazing speakers, we've probably heard at events, if, if you, the more you're saying yes, you're saying no to other things that are important. So the more I say no, I can say yes to things that are important to me and live the life I want. Do you make those distinctions or decisions like instinctually, or do you sit down with yourself and have like a very intentional strategic conversation with Ramon about what's going on the no list and what's going on the yes list? Some things require further thought, but it's a pretty binary decision because often it goes back to who's asking. Um, that really makes a big difference. Of course, the organization, but let's say it's a new relationship. So a new relationship. I can do a quick distinction with things I want. Oh, wow. It's so-and-so forth of this organization or they've written books. I can learn from them. That's another thing. Not just me getting, but I can, I can learn from them. By adding value to them, I can learn, for example, right? So that's one decision thinking, but also the who. You know, we all have friends, right, who are close to us. Hey, Ramon, can you do? Before they even finish it, I know the answer is going to be yes. Uh, other times, you learn the school of hard knocks. I've been asked to do things, Alisa. Something happening very recently. Nothing, nothing with us. But I'll just tell you. Well, somebody, somebody asked me to be on a podcast. Uh, they wanted a pre-podcast call. Now, I'll just tell you, I'm being a little, you know, open to Ramon's world. I stopped doing pre-podcast calls. I stopped it. It's a waste of my time. Oftentimes, the person saying a pre-podcast call, I've realized by, by me wasting time, they're new. So they're asking me, Ramon, what do you want to be asked? What are you going to talk about? And this doesn't mean I'm anything. If it's Oprah or Black Enterprise asking, you know, y'all have production, all that. But most people, Alisa, you do this. If I know my stuff, if I said I'm the guru of finance, you don't have to tell me I'm going to ask you what cash flow is. I better answer the darn question. So... That's an example of what I say no to learning. Okay. And I told my team, Ramon does not do pre does not do pre-interviews. No need for it. 30 minutes on the calendar to ask me what I want to be asked. We can do that via email. I know I'm not going to talk about you know stocks and bonds. Because you're Ramon and you don't do that. That's right. You would have said no, go talk to someone else. That's right. Exactly right. Referring to the many people in the Black Enterprise community who can very well talk about stocks and bonds or finances way better than me. Well, 
We are going to wrap up this conversation, which I have enjoyed so much. But since we've been talking all about fun, I'm just going to ask you what your best advice is for entrepreneurs out there to have more fun. Yes, not take yourself too seriously for sure. Learn to laugh at failure. Laugh at it and move on. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Ramon, for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Elevate Black Inc. Empowered by Fifth Third Bank. Thanks for having me.